from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT for the internet streaming live radio. For internet streaming live video, you're right here with us on Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT. And this is a Syracuse power hour, I'd like to call it here, as Duke Pettijohn, former Syracuse player, will be joining us here in just a second. And then you'll hear my one-on-one conversations heading out of week four into week five with Sean Riley, Mo Neal, and Aaron Service. I want to thank each and every single one of them and all the players at Syracuse for the time that they give me, from guys that are being recruited by Syracuse to verbal commits to signees to when they come on campus and they play here at Syracuse and to after the fact. It is, uh, it's an amazing thing to be able to have a history with these players like the Mo Neals and the Aaron Services and the Sean Rileys to follow them through their recruitment, to speak with them en route into Syracuse during their time at Syracuse, and then hopefully and God willing after as I love to keep in touch with them. And, and an example of that is Duke Pettijohn being here this morning. So with that being said, without further ado, let's bring him on to the show. Our first Syracuse player conversation comes from an alum of the program, Duke Pettijohn, here with us from Texas this morning. Duke, how you doing today? I'm doing well, Dan. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And, and Duke, for you, you know, first and foremost, just, you know, what you can say about every season. I mean, obviously, as an alum, you're not out there playing. I know that you probably want to be. I know that you, you know, probably have those moments where you want to jump back onto the field. What is it like for you to, to see the orange and blue and to maybe see a play that you would have done this way or that way, but you're you're not on the field. Does it ever get tough to to kind of watch a game and know that you can't jump out there? Um, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> that's exactly it's funny, that's exactly how I feel. Uh, you know, like when I'm, when I'm watching a game, it's, it's like I'm watching my kids, my, my, my you know, my sons play. I'm the same way, and you know, just knowing you know what you know, what I've done in, you know, similar situations and knowing, uh, you know, the, their, the capabilities of the guys, you know, playing that position, you know, it kind of, uh, you know, it, it drives me crazy at some time. And, and you know, it, it, it's uh, extremely uh, uh, gratifying to see what, you know, when they're successful. So, you know, it, it's a roller coaster. Like I said, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, watching the kids. Yeah, so when you go out there and <clears throat> and you watch these games and you see Syracuse competing now, you know what can you say about this year's team and, and just what you've seen, you know from from this year's team. They're two and two. They got back to five hundred. They stand where they stand right now. Just what your thoughts are about you know where the team is currently at. They had a couple games on the road, couple games at home. What's your thoughts on Syracuse right now? Um, you know, I like to. I, I see that it, you know, kind of you know, leveled out. You know, we hit some uh, rough patches, and you know, I have some you know unexpected uh, losses where you know the expectations are you know coming off of last year are you know are understandably higher. You yeah. know, and I mean that's just the way, the way the world is. You know, you, you're when you're successful, 
Association alumni, you know, they want more. And, um, you know, that's kind of, it was kind of, you know, deflating, you know, to lose to uh, Maryland the way we did. And not compete, you know, as well as we could have, you know, with, uh, against uh, Clemson. So, you know, but it seems like we're, we're getting our footing and, you know, we're getting some confidence back and, you know, working some of those uh, kinks out to uh, hopefully uh, continue to sell uh, win streak and, uh, you know, reach that potential that, uh, you know, that we know is there. You know, and when you look at that, when you look at the potential that's there and whatnot, you know, what is the ceiling, in your opinion, for this Syracuse team here in 2019? Speaking with alum of the program, Duke Pettijohn, what would you say is the ceiling for Syracuse this year? Yeah, I'm sorry, you said the ceiling or ceiling? The, the ceiling of it, you know, what, where, how high can this team go, in your opinion? Uh, I, think, I think the jury's still out. You know, because, uh, you know, we're still trying to get activated to the new quarterback and, you know, him being uh, a full-time starter. So, I think, I mean, it, it really is going to go how he goes, you know, um, with, with the consistency back there and, and from our uh, offensive line. Um, but, you know, we're, we're still optimistic that, uh, you know, we'll hopefully, you know, go to a, another level. Um about by the end of the season and they'll become that, uh, you know, that, uh, that, that program that, you know, we were back in the day. And it seems to, you know, that we're, we're trending towards, you know. So um, I, I, th- I think it's, uh, you know, uh, like I said, it's, we're, we're, um, we're still optimistic about, you know, that we're, we're going to have the, uh, a great season and, and really turn that corner. Speaking here with Duke Pettijohn, Syracuse football alum. And Duke, you know, you spoke about your time a little bit there. You just spoke about when you were at Syracuse. And to share with everybody that's listening that doesn't know, just, you know, what your time frame was at Syracuse, the times that, you know, the the, the years that you played there and kind of what your takeaways were from that experience. Uh, so, yeah, I was uh, uh, Syracuse 96-2000. Uh, Started from uh, three three year starter, and, and um, oh, my time there was uh, awesome, man. It, it was uh, our defense. It was I don't know, we had a, a different uh, like mindset. I mean, we were like a real like a really uh, cohesive uh, unit. You know that how each other combo wanted you know each and every one of us to you know be successful, and we all you know fed off that, and um, you know from that. You know that, that kind of translated to you know to the uh, to the fans, and then you know that drove us to you know want to, to be successful. You know, hearing them you know cheer and have the dome rocking like it did, um, it, it just made you want to you know want to make plays. And uh, I mean, it, it, it almost came to a point where you know we were so focused that uh, you know it didn't matter what the offense did. The offense did. Uh, good or bad, yeah, we, you know, wanted to, to, you know, score points, but I mean, we were so confident in, you know, our ability to, uh, you know, stop teams and, and, and just get after it that it, it, it really didn't matter what, you know, what they did, and that's kind of, it was like, you know, our, our identity thing, that we were just a, almost a, a totally different, uh, like a separate team almost, because we were so, like, siloed and, and focused on defense. 
And, and when you say that, you know, when you had this 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 defensive strength when you played for Syracuse from '96 to 2000, and you know, you like you said, you wanted the offense to score and do what they had to do, but you had so much faith in their defense, in your defense, and in what you guys were doing on that side of the ball. Just what you could say about some of the teammates that you had at Syracuse defensively and why it was such a strong defensive unit. Oh, man, I think, I mean, we had one, had one of the like, best defense line, lines in, uh, in my mind, personally, I think, uh, in Syracuse history. But across the board, uh, uh, the white friend and I had ends, and uh, Donald, I mean, not Donald Dinkins, but, uh, well, Donald Dinkins at one point, but then uh, we, it was uh, myself, Ricky Simpkins, Eric Downing, and um, Dwight Freeney had, uh, on the D-line, and then we had Will Allen back there, we had uh, Quentin Harris, Ron Greenwood, um, we had a real linebacker, J.R. Uh, Johnson, I mean, we just had a bunch of, like, just, Unbelievable athletes, man, that, that could just go, man. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was a fun time, man. He was just a, a dominant defense. He was loves, you know, Michael did come in, want to shut him down and, you know, take it to BC on the road and give it to them. And we, we just, we just took pride in that, man. And, you know, being, you know, a top 10 defense now in the, in the country. Yeah, you know, and having that defense that you had, obviously, uh, Dwight Freeney is somebody that, you know, comes up in a lot of people's minds in Syracuse history. And like you said, you know, you at one DN, him at the other. What did you guys take away from each other? What did you learn from each other? Speaking here with Duke Pettijohn this morning of Syracuse football history, played from 96 to 2000 at Syracuse. You know, what can you say you took away from, from Dwight Freeney being there with him on that defensive line as the two bookends of the line? I, we were, you know, we were, uh, you know, a good, uh, good friend of mine, and you know, we just, uh, we, we just like, pushed each other, and you know, we we, we competed, you know, uh, <laughs> like the first, we both wanted to be the first to get to a quarterback, so that that was, uh, and 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 uh, you know, we we helped each other. We're you know constantly communicating, you know, if we're flipping sides, and uh, you know, we kind of. You know, I kind of set the tone uh, early, so, you know, a lot of times I would get, you know, I would just tied in and, and get the double team. Like, whoever had one-on-one, we made sure that we won. And, uh, you know, I took some uh, of the, the, the spin move. I was more, you know, I was like, uh, trying to show the speed. We both, you know, speed rushers. But, you know, we brought in that um, the, the spin element, so, you know. I got uh, I got acumen to doing that, so I integrated that to my game, and um, actually I enjoyed playing the one, uh, the one not so much all the time. So you know, kind of I pushed him to you know try to uh, you know work that into his game, and you know, and vice versa. We just it was just fun, um, you know, knowing I had another guy. I mean, I mean, coming off the other side, so I couldn't I didn't have to take all the attention all the time, and, and, and vice versa. Yeah, you know, and, and having the success that you guys had. I mean, we look back in the history, and we talk about a, a lot of things. And I want to give a shout-out to uh, Shelly Moneal, uh, Moneal's father, as well as uh, Gene Waldron saying that it was awesome having uh, Duke Pettijohn on here this morning. So a lot of positives coming from the Syracuse alumni toward Duke and want to show that love. And, you know, Duke, for, for you, when we look back to 1996, 
to 2000. I mean, look at Syracuse history. And it's like the last time Syracuse was ranked in the top 25 in the preseason was back in 1998. You were there. You know, the last time that, that Syracuse had been in the top 25 in the AP and the coaches poll consecutively was right after you left in 2001. So, you know, back in your era and back at your time at Syracuse was where this team is now reaching back to saying, well, the last time this happened was, you know, a lot of that was when you were there or around the time you were there. Just what that means to you that, you know, this team in the last couple seasons is is starting to reach back and connect to the time period when you were at Syracuse. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's what, uh, you know, has us all you know, excited and, you know, really, you know, really engaged knowing that, you know, we're getting back to those times. You know, we obviously you know, forgotten there for a while that, you know, uh, I mean, but, you know, when we were there, you know, we kind of got past, you know, just being known as a uh, basketball school. You know, we kind of even put our football program on the map, you know, as far as, you know, being recognized as a, you know, quality, you know, destination for, you know, good football. And to see that, you know, coming back is, you know, encouraging and, and exciting because, you know, that now we can share that with, you know, with our kids and, you know, let them know that, hey, this is, uh, <laughs> this is what we're going to get on our way back to being one of those uh, powerhouses in the ACC. Yeah, you know, and to find that place in the ACC, when when Syracuse moved to the ACC, speaking here with Syracuse defensive end alum Duke Pettijohn, when Syracuse moved to the ACC, for you, you know, what was that was that nerve wracking? Was it concerning that Syracuse, you know, had was moving to this, you know, big time conference for football and whatnot? Did you feel like it was going to take some time for them to find their footing, or how did you look at it? No, I uh, really, like, quite honest, I didn't like it at all. Um, because, I mean, I know, you know the history of the, of the Big East. And uh, knowing that, yeah, it was built on uh, on basketball. And I, I thought we had our own identity as a conference. And I felt like you just, it, it was kind of just thrown away, uh, all that uh, Big East um, history and the robbery. So I wasn't excited at all. And I wasn't concerned about, you know, being able to compete uh, uh, football-wise or, or basketball either, for that matter. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, just, I, was, I, didn't, I didn't like it. And it's, it's still, I'm still trying to, I still hold on to my, you know, <laughs> uh, the big issue. Yeah, you know, for you, you know, like you said, I mean, you're a part of the Big East. You know, I grew up, I was a Big East kid for all the sports for Syracuse. You know, that's that's all that I knew was the Big East. And, you know, it was the UConn's and, and you know, obviously on, on your side of it, you know, football was a little bit different because they didn't all compete in it or they weren't at the same level. But, you know, I grew up thinking about UConn and Georgetown and Villanova and St. John's. I mean, that's just how life was at West Virginia and Pittsburgh so, you know, for, for you to see that change over time, you know, how much does it affect you as as an alum to, to see a few years back, what, in 2012, 2013, realignment and what realignment did to college football? And ultimately, it didn't change the Big East. It killed Big East football. There is no more Big East football now. Yeah. yeah. And, um... Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, so, yeah, I agree. I agree on that. It, it, it kind of it did change the whole 
the whole landscape. Now, I don't know if there's like care to particular uh, conferences to you know it's about money and all, but you know you can't. There's no price tag on tradition. Right. You know, uh, they wouldn't do that to. Uh, oh, well, you know, I kind of um, compared it to, you know, them breaking up the SEC uh, football teams and you know adding them to the you know Pac-10. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't do that, you know, and, and that's the equivalent to you know the you know uh, the Big East uh, basketball and uh, you know the, the football lobbies that work the game. and you know in their you know either entrenched or, you know, in, in their entity, but they were, you know, coming along and there was, you know, pride in that. So, um, yeah, I think it, I don't think it changed the landscape for, for, for the good, but, you know, it is what it is. We still got to play the games and, you know, and compete, so you can no sense of crime and still no. You know, and I, and I want to stick with this for a second, though, because it's something that you said. Uh, Duke Pettijohn, Syracuse Orange football alum here this morning, was a player inside of the Big East. And you just said on the dissolving of the Big East, there's no price tag on tradition. Just to go a little bit farther on that, because I agree with you, you know, that, you know, a lot of moves that are made in the world we live in, unfortunately, are money, 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 and there's never enough money. But you said there's no price tag on tradition. Just to go a little bit deeper into that, because I think that that's a very compelling statement that you just made. Yeah, uh, like I said, it's not, um, you, you just, you know, you can't, you can't get that back, man. Like, you know, what really, um, you know, brought it home to me was, you know, watching that 30 for 30 on the, on the big East and how it was, uh, you know, how it was like built from nothing. You see all that work, you know, that those uh, coaches put in the original, uh, you know, coaches, the Bayhives and, you know, the John Thompson, you know, Rose, the Messinos. You know, what they put in to, you know, build that brand, the Big East brand. Yeah. And to just, and to just you know, throw it away. I mean, it was amazing. I uh, just like, like, how do you do that? And, um, but, but how do you also, you know, hold, hold on to that? Like, if you're going to do that, you know, like, what are you going to, you know, put in place so that's not forgotten? I mean, I don't even, it's, it's not the same because it's not the same. Right and yeah, but that that, that was uh, yeah, that was just, that's still kind of trusting me, man. And it's and it's how that all went down. You know, and that's the thing is it it happened so quickly, and you know my my way to connect to the old Big East is you know my coverage of the American Athletic Conference, you know, has something to do with that because the American, you know, Mike Oresco is the former commissioner of the old Big East and he stayed with the three teams that were there, which were UConn for all sports, UConn, South Florida, and Cincinnati. And he decided, I mean, he could have just given up. He could have said, we got three schools. Let's pack it in. Let's say goodbye. You know, it's been a great run, whatever, but he didn't. He took those three schools and he added nine other schools to it he was able to get to 12 in basketball and, and and then add, you know, the other sports and whatnot, was able to get to 12 in football, brought in Navy, who had been an independent forever, brought in, you know, obviously Wichita State recently for basketball that doesn't compete in football. So, you know, to be able to do all of that, and he's going through it now with UConn now going to the Big East, and now UConn's football is going to be independent because they wanted – to be in the Big East, and so they're back there for basketball and whatnot. So now football's left 
figuring out you know what they're going to do as an independent school but you know this happened with UMass in the A10 and whatnot so you know I want to give credit to Mike Oresco and the American Athletic because I know it's not called the Big East but he kept it alive he took that little tiny flame that was still burning with Syracuse leaving Louisville leaving Pittsburgh leaving Notre Dame and other sports you know leaving and whatnot and was able to keep this thing going so just to give some credit and maybe speak to that on Mike Oresco and the American Athletic, that it's not called Big East football, but there's remnants of what was. And like I said, Mike took this little tiny flame and, and made sure that it's a conference and not just any conference. This conference can compete. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and, uh, and yeah, that's, uh, you know, I don't know, again, uh, kind of like, you know, somebody the same to you know, I I wanna I wanna hold on to that. You know, the best uh you know, the great great uh, tradition, you know, in the big East and you know, like I say, go keep that plane, you know, burning. So, you know, the kids can, you know, who are historians and, and sports can, you know, reach back and, and kinda of see what it, the big East was. And uh, you know, have have an understanding of it. And um yeah, that's that's awesome that he's that he um whatever the name came at. Absolutely. And he, he also was there just reform it, man, just bring the big East back, just Yeah. Well, I mean that's the thing, is you know, that's that's what fans know it as. I mean, fans know the Big East as Yukon, Georgetown, Villanova, Saint John's, Pittsburgh, Notre Dame, Syracuse. You know, there was a time when the Big East was forming that, you know, Notre Dame could have come in there for football. I mean, that could have been a possibility. And not only that, but Penn State was was allegedly trying to hop in there. And I mean, picture football right now, Duke. If it was Big East football and Penn State and Syracuse and Notre Dame were in there, I don't think it would have ever collapsed if those three school if those schools were there. No. I mean, if uh, Miami would have stayed, you know, BC would have stayed, uh, they would have, you know, just stayed and, and not, you know, left as early as they, uh, they did. Uh, I mean, I think that would have um, helped as well. Yeah. And, you know, that would have you know, more of a uh, reason for, you know, Penn State and, and, um, and uh, Notre Dame to join. And, yeah, that would have been crazy. I mean, can you imagine a conference? I that was even explored. Yeah. I mean, I mean, can you understand? I mean, just wrap your head around a conference that would have Penn State, Syracuse, Notre Dame, Miami, Boston College, Pittsburgh. I mean, it, to me, this this it would have been it would have been insane. It would have been insane for all the right reasons. I mean, just just to see you look at Syracuse's tradition to Notre Dame's tradition to Penn State's tradition to what Miami used to be. And then, you know, you add in Pittsburgh, who's been up and down and around the corner, but a great rivalry with Syracuse. Uh, to me, yeah. it, 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 this, it would have blew the doors off of college football, in my opinion. I, I agree. I totally agree. You got me all hyped for it now, Duke. I'm like, what do we have to do to make it happen? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. You should have the way you uh this is the way you can get a new conference. Is you, you got your own network and you got that network like TV money. Yeah, absolutely. So that coming from... Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, it's weird not saying, you know, the, the, you know, the, uh, 
the biggest tournament in in, in Madison Square Garden. I'm like, come on, come on. Let's, did, did they do they um, do a game? At, uh, I can't even remember. Did they are there any ACA HBC uh, tournament games played in Madison Square Garden? No, the closest the ACC has come to playing their tournament in uh, in that area is they play. They played two years, and I was on site on location for both of them in uh, in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center on Atlantic Avenue. Wow, okay, I'm yeah, and I can't even get into the whole. Um, I remember when I went back up there and uh, I was down on uh, Marsh Street in one of the stores, and I see the beat beat shirts. I'm just like, I'm not, you can't accept me for that robbery. That's not the same. Yeah. And, you know, Syracuse and Georgetown. It is, I mean, it's just not the same. I'm telling you, it's really, it's really not the same. Well, and that's the thing is I say this to people all the time. Just to get people thinking about it, because I don't know if they necessarily do, I go, who's Syracuse's biggest rival in men's basketball in the ACC? Oh, Dan, clearly it's Duke. Okay. Who's Duke's biggest rival in the ACC? North Carolina. Okay, so Syracuse's biggest rival is not Duke's biggest. You know what I mean? It's like Syracuse's biggest rival is Duke. Duke's biggest rival is, you know, yeah, it's only one way. So Syracuse doesn't have a true rival. And, oh, well, it's Pittsburgh. It's not Pittsburgh. It was Georgetown. Yeah, yeah, it was. Absolutely. It was always Georgetown. I mean, and then it was Syracuse, uh, Utah. I mean, I mean, it was that went both ways. But yeah. I mean, the, the the competition was so like so good. Like everyone was everyone's rivalry. You know what I mean? Like they you, each team in every week, you know, got a for each other. I mean, yeah. they were like legit. I mean, it was almost like a, a tournament every every time. You know. Well, I mean, if if you woke up in the morning and you were in Syracuse and you were a Syracuse fan, you loathed Villanova, St. John's, Pittsburgh, UConn, Georgetown. You know, I mean, like you said, you were everybody's rival. You you didn't like anyone. No, it's just how it was. (laughs) Yeah, it just gave it away. You know, and now it's but. But that's the thing, and that's that's the that's the test I always give people. I go, who's Syracuse's biggest rival in the ACC? Duke. Who's Duke's biggest rival? North Carolina. Who's North Carolina's biggest rival? Duke. Okay, so Duke and North Carolina are having a relationship, and Syracuse is like the lady on the side. Like that's not yeah, right. Yeah, Syracuse is a side chick. That's not good enough. <laughs> so they need to have a true rival, you know. And that's the thing is. In football, it's like, well, their true rival is Pittsburgh in the ACC, and I'm like, no, that's that's not good enough. You know well, what I mean? Well, well kind of, kind of. It is, but it's not like I would say West Virginia. I mean, it's a stretch, but yeah, it's kind of you know you kind of got to re right you know re, you know redo it. But I would say it would be West Virginia if they didn't go to the Big Twelve. It would have been West Virginia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That's the tough part of it, you know, but they are playing tough and they are playing strong and they're trying to build this rivalry and this competition with Clemson. Clemson's only lost four games since 2015. They won 58 of them. One of those four games they lost was to Syracuse. So Syracuse has created that 
you know, and, and have, have tried to, you know, obviously be a thorn in the side of Clemson and, and their team. So I give them credit for that. The Pittsburgh games are typically close and the BC games have been good as well. So, I mean, kind of to, to round everything out. Yeah, a little rivalry there. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and and, and st- you know, the thing with Steve Adazio is that he, you know, not only is at BC, but he's also, you know, he also still recruits Central and Upstate New York. He's got a bunch of kids from Central and Upstate New York, whether it's CBA or CNS or whatever it may be, or uh, or you know, uh, or Beeville. You know, he's gone and gotten players like the Tyler Rouses and the Noah Jordan Williams and the John Phillips and the Tyler Days and whatnot. I mean, he has been very, very connected to central New York uh, always. And I give him a lot of, and he hired Paul Pascaloni as his assistant uh, for a couple of years at BC recently here. So he's kept his roots to Syracuse very strong. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's strong connected roots as well. You know, for the original connection, you know, down there in Chester. Yeah. And he can do it with Hooter, Yeah, absolutely. So that coming once again, from Duke Pettijohn here this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Duke, as always, I appreciate it, man. I know that this team is is fighting. They're looking to <clears throat> obviously find their way from here at 2-2, two and two, and I know you're rooting them on from Texas. I know you're cheering for them and hoping for them and wishing them the best. Any any final words to, to, uh, to kind of close things for today on Syracuse, on the team? Anything you want the guys to know? Uh, just, uh, you know, coming from Duke Pettijohn. Focus on the little things, small victories. They all add up. Know that there's going to be adversity and stay strong with it. So that coming from Duke Pettijohn this morning, former Syracuse player defensive end with Dwight Freeney at Syracuse, 96 to 2000. Uh, Duke, as always, I appreciate your time. I appreciate uh, you know everything you bring to it. Uh, I love that you watch and that you listen. And I just can't thank you enough for the support because uh, you know for a kid that grew up in Syracuse, you know, it means the world when you see a name pop up that's a, a former player. I, I can't tell you what that does. So I just really, honestly, thank you for that and appreciate that tremendously. Oh, yeah, it's my pleasure, Dan. And uh, anytime you want me on, man, just give me a shout. I don't want to come up, man. I enjoyed this. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, are you a Cowboys fan now to being down in Texas, or are you Houston? Nah, I'm still a Patriot fan. You're still a Patriot. Oh, so you're with Dana Cottrell. So I gotta have all types of problems with that. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, because Dana's always Dana's always riling me up about that, you know. But but so you're a Patriot. So are you happy Antonio Brown's gone? Yeah, 
No. You're not happy no, he's gone. what it is. Yeah. No, 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 it is what it is. But, you know, some of it's his doing, some of it's, you know, he's being taught a lesson. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the business. Are you guys going back to the Super Bowl this year? Is it going to happen? That's a silly question. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Super Bowl without the Patriots? Listen, one day. Just give me one day. One day where they don't have to go to the Super Bowl. I, you know Bill Belichick made a deal with the devil. That man looks like one. He looks like... You know he looks like what Emperor Palpatine. He, he looks like a Sith Lord. He's always got that hoodie up. You know, I mean, he's a scary dude. He's smart as hell, but you know he made a deal with the devil. I mean, he had to. <laughs> so, oh, I don't know what he did, but it's working. <laughs> yeah, it it is working, and you know, you you enjoy it as the rest of the world cries. You know, I hope you I hope you enjoy this. But no, with all jokes aside, tremendous team. Obviously, they play uh, very very well, and 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 bring a lot of bring a lot of intensity to it. And, and, you know, I mean, for goodness sakes, Bill Belichick used to work with Nick Saban with the Cleveland Browns. So, you know, you look at that tree and you see the success of that. So, you know, good luck. Good luck with the, uh, with the, uh, the angry troll that guards the bridge, but I know you guys are doing well. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man, you be well. Okay. All right, take it easy, man.